0: dollars. That is the number that will forever be associated with our guest on this week's show, Arum Kang, the co-founder and co-CEO of online dating company Coffee Meets Bagel. All five sharks are out, but Mark Cuban has just made the largest offer in Shark Tank history. Let me ask you a question. If I offered you $30 million for the company, would you take it? No. So what happened after Shark Tank? On this episode of Numbers Geek, we'll get the rest of the story from Arum Kang, a Harvard MBA grad and the co-CEO of Coffee Meets Bagel, the online dating company that she founded with her sisters. Their big idea is to focus on quality rather than quantity of connections. We'll talk about their mission, and we will look at the underlying data in the United States to understand how trends in the country are making this quest even more challenging and important. And yes, we will find out if she regrets turning down Mark Cuban's offer. From GeekWire and USA Facts, this is Numbers Geek. I'm your host, GeekWire editor Todd Bishop. Stay with us.
1: Numbers Geek is presented by USA Facts. Explore the numbers behind key issues facing the country at USAFacts.org, where you can sign up for email alerts to be notified about the upcoming release of the USA Facts 2019 annual report on the U.S. government. That's USAFacts.org.
0: Hey, before we jump into this week's show, I wanted to let you know that this is the first of two special Shark Tank-themed episodes that we'll have on Numbers Geek. It just happens that I've interviewed two startup founders who are associated with big numbers both during and after their Shark Tank appearances. Later this week, we'll feature an interview with Jamie Siminoff, the CEO of smart doorbell maker Ring. It was known as DoorBot when he first appeared on the show. He walked away from Shark Tank empty-handed, but he later sold Ring to Amazon for a reported $1 billion.
1: As Shark Tank misses goes, this must be one of the biggest.
0: That's coming up on what you might think of as Shark Tank week on Numbers Geek. All right, with that, let's jump into this week's show.
1: So, my name is Arum Kang, and I am one of the three co founders of Coffee Meets Bagel and co CEOs. What
0: does the number $30 million mean to you?
1: <laughs> $30 million um, means nothing to us. I mean, You know, when we got offered that amount, I didn't have to even think for a second that we would even consider taking that offer because we see so much bigger opportunity in this space, not only monetary wise, just given how the market is growing, but also the kind of impact that we can make. And to sell the company at that point would have just been Way, way, way too early. We would be just really short selling ourselves.
0: Do you think that Mark Cuban was serious when he said that? There's been some debate about whether he was actually going to offer that for the full company because he was already out at that point to use the Shark Tank term.
1: Yeah, I do think he was serious because you know what, you know, essentially they have to edit a lot of um, a lot, the big part of the show. But we were on stage for about an hour. And of course, it was edited down to 10 minutes. And yes, um, initially, uh, in the dialogue, he was out. But then essentially, he came back inside, in, in, back into the deal. And then we were going a lot back and forth. And it was very clear to me he's looked at this industry before. He was a very informed um, you know, investor. He asked a lot of great questions. And I think, um, well, I mean, I, you just never know. But I do think there, uh, he was serious.
0: So that number 30 million, what was the last round you raised?
1: Um, so we just recently raised 12 million dollar Series B round.
0: Can you say what valuation the company was on that round?
1: Oh yeah, that is a secret. <laughs> we don't share that number publicly, but essentially at this point uh, we've raised about 20 million in total.
0: I know you can't say the number of the valuation, but can you say whether you feel good based on the current valuation, having turned down Mark Cuban's offer?
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel very good about <laughs> the decision we made on the show.
0: What's the most important number that you look at day to day in your business?
1: Mm, yeah, you know, for for every business, there are important, you know, key um, performance indicators that, of course, every leader has to track. For us, what's very important is not just sort of the high-level number that you hear about a lot, which is like what's the monthly active user, etc. For us, it's really how many authentic connections are we creating for our customers, and we look at um, two proxies to to get to that number. So one is um, how many you uh, what's the average connections that our av- average active user is making per day, and also how many messages. Are our average active user exchanging every day, as well as how many uh, successful couples are we generating um, per day? So those are the three important KPIs that really we track. And we think this is much more important than just looking at, you know, monthly active users or uh, some of these vanity metrics like registered users, et cetera.
0: Are you public with those three numbers at
1: all? Oh no, we're not public with those three numbers either. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, sort of the way we look at it is our goal is on average we want to make sure that our customers are going on about three dates per month through Coffee Meets Bagel. And so, if you try to sort of, you can do the math backwards. So, if you want to go on three actual dates, then how many active, you know, conversations do you have to have at any given week? And then in order to get to that, how many then average connections we want to generate? So we sort of do the math backwards to come up with an ideal picture of a customer experience. There's definitely a lot of room for us to improve. Um, And this is what I'm actually really excited about. I think there's still room to, tons of room to innovate in this space. Um, And I think one of the uh, still frustrating points that our single customers have is, What online dating uh, essentially did very effectively is increasing the top funnel of choices that people can have, but not necessarily converting that into meaningful conversations. And so I think we can do a lot better job here.
0: I understand that you ran into a specific ratio when you were out raising money. Tell me about the number three in that context.
1: Yeah, so three is uh, meaningful. In that, um, at this point, I probably pitched to over 100 investors. At uh, no joke, I think that's the actual number. And I've pitched to three female uh, partners, which is quite sad, uh, to be honest. And um, I think the at the very beginning, when I was starting this journey, I was very um, sort of unconscious of this gender aspect. And to me, you know, investors and investor didn't really see this uh, as an issue. And more and more as we, you know, your bar of sort of having to raise the the business metrics you have to deliver increases with subsequent rounds. Um, I, this was something I became hyper aware. And definitely being a female entrepreneur, there were a lot of instances where I felt like I was at a disadvantage And um, even the three, when when I actually had the opportunity to pitch to these three female investors, the dynamic was definitely different. You know, when you look at our product, it's very female oriented. I'm a female founder. And um, the amount of time that it takes for female investors really to understand and get the consumer uh, needs is like this. It's immediate. Whereas for male investors, I have to really take the time to explain. Um, They don't really resonate with this problem as much. And so, but then you're always given, you know, a limited number of time, amount of time to really pitch and get them, uh, convince them to invest in you. And so I think this does work towards, uh, does uh, work um, at a disadvantage for female uh, founders, especially if your product is female focused. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that number three uh, will eventually change to at least double digit. Um, you know, I know, of course, there's a lot of initiatives now being done, both on the venture capital side, as well as a founder side to really get that ratio up.
0: Did any of the firms that invested in Coffee Meets Bagel have female partners that you ended up working with?
1: So uh, this round, the latest round, I actually specifically went out to raise money from female investors because I, I really wanted the representation. Um, prior to this, we didn't have any female investors represented. And so Gingerbread Capital, um, Linnea is the partner, uh, She uh, she really bought on to our mission. And uh, she also was really able to introduce me to several angel, uh, female angel investors who ended up investing with her. And so I was really happy with that result. And the the fund, her fund specifically uh, looks for female entrepreneurs, which is great.
0: Three is also significant to you because you founded Coffee Meets Bagel with your two
1: sisters. It's a trio yeah. So uh, we have three co-founders. Um, and they're, of course, my sisters. So one, Sue, isn't my older sister. She's a designer. So she was a creative force. And uh, Dawn uh, is my um, twin sister. And uh, she had finance and strategy background. And I had product background. So we had very complementary skills. And right now, Dawn and I are running the company as co-CEOs.
0: What's that like to start and run a company with your sisters?
1: It is a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work. <laughs> um, it's uh, at the beginning. I do think it gives you distinctive advantage because the level of trust that you can have with your siblings—it's just tremendous, right? And you know, one of the most common reasons early-stage companies break apart is. Dynamics among the founders and level of trust, mistrust. And so, in that sense, I think it really allowed us to move fast because we didn't really ever have to question each other's motives. Um, However, you know, um, the disadvantage, of course, is this gets kind of muddy, you know, um, and As sisters, you know, we tended to bicker a lot. And as your company grows, that is not something you want to display um, at the highest level, you know, in the management. So we actually worked quite a bit with a coach who specializes in family businesses to help us with that dynamic. Um, And that helped a lot uh, in, in terms of just, you know, resolving conflicts. How do you separate work and personal Because, you know, this becomes very murky and that can be very stressful, too. So it takes a lot of work, but it's, I think the journey, I mean, totally it's worth it. I I have so much fun still today with, with my sisters.
0: But there is another challenge facing Coffee Meets Bagel, the changing nature of families and households in the United States. We'll explain after this break. So I'm looking at some stats here from USA Facts, our partner on Numbers Geek, and it shows that the number of households with single people living alone rose from 23% to 28% from 1980 to 2017. What do you think of that trend and how does it play into what you do at Coffee Meets Bagel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that generally the trend, especially in developed countries, Um, What's interesting is people now date far longer, about a decade longer than we used to until their first marriage. So, for example, in the U.S., people, the average age was of early 20s. um, In the 70s, when they got married, now it's close to um, early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. And to me, actually, the positive aspect of this is if you really look at the driver of this lifestyle change, largely it's driven by women becoming financially independent and not feeling the societal pressure to settle down by a certain age anymore. Um, and so I think that's a great thing. But then on the other side of this trend is also on the sort of, especially older demographics, um, people sort of living alone and being isolated from society. And we as humans, we are wired to connect with others and the way we actually get most fulfillment uh, out of life is through genuine connections with others. And so I think this sort of epidemic of, you know, loneliness I think is, is a is a is a big issue, which is very ironic because we live in a world now we're connected more than ever through social media, technology, but yet I think a lot of us really feel isolated. Um, and this is one of the things that we feel passionate about that we are addressing, uh, at a, almost at a social level that, um, uh, you know, people feeling isolated and alone, and how do we actually get them to feel connected to others? And of course, uh, finding a genuine partner is one of the best ways to get over this loneliness, and so this is why uh, why I also strongly feel that the online dating industry has become more important because uh, more than, than ever, there are just sheer number of singles growing, but also because people feel really isolated. Um, and so using technology to really connect them and creating these authentic connection, we think is an important uh, mission, social mission that we have. If you look at the online dating sort of singles market today, this is where I think a lot of people have problems because they are scared to make themselves vulnerable because what they see commonly is, you know, other people ghosting others, other people swipe doing this swiping game, numbers game, not taking things seriously. Their biggest fear is not being taken seriously by others. And so really getting them to feel comfortable sharing and being a little bit vulnerable, I think is also a job that Coffee Meats Bagel has to do effectively to help them connect.
0: So I know you started off with just one match a day, but that has changed over the years. So take us through that evolution.
1: That's where we started initially. The, the underlying reason really was instead of focusing on the quantity of numbers, Let's really focus on the quality of connections that we can create. And can you really pay attention to uh, a human if you are swiping literally a profile per second? We don't believe that's possible. And so the idea was let's really limit the number of profiles that we are recommending to our customers, but make that highly personalized and relevant to them. And so we started with one. And... um, quickly realized actually, you know, our algorithm, ideally, if it's perfect, then one would be a great number, but it's not there yet. And so uh, we do have to give some choices to our customers. So today, if you're a woman, um, every day at noon, we still carry up to six matches a day. And what's interesting is these matches are, you know, uh, people who have already liked them. And so as a woman, you just have to pick which ones you want to talk to. So it's very immediate and convenient for them. If you're a, uh, a guy, then we give you up to 21 matches a day. And you have to wait until the other person you know, likes you back. But that's OK. I think men in general, we find that they're just as engaged and they don't mind waiting and they like to have more choices. So that's sort of how the product experience works today.
0: What's the most important number in your life? If you think big picture, even beyond coffee meets bagel or anything like that. I know I'm hitting you with this cold, but is there a good number? Oh. It's a hard question.
1: Yeah. It is infinity, does infinity count? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I
0: thought you were going to say two. <laughs>
1: oh, no. <laughs> two is important number.
0: We should say you're expecting your second child right yeah.
1: now. Yeah, I'm, I am expecting my second child, so two is an important number. But um, I thought about infinity because right now, you know, as as I've gone through this entrepreneurship journey, one thing I realized is there's so much to learn. And every day I'm actually surprised at how little I know. And so continuous learning is a really important value that I have. And uh, something that I want to... uh, you know, really devote my entire life to. And there's no end to this. And so that's why I'm picking that number.
0: (laughs) That's great. Arum Kang, it's great to talk with you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Arum Kang is co-founder and co-CEO of dating app Coffee Meets Bagel. Since we spoke with her, the company has gone through a major redesign of its app. It also announced a major security breach on Valentine's Day of all days. Coffee Meets Bagel said at the time that no financial information or passwords were compromised. To find out more about the company, go to coffeemeetsbagel.com. Thanks for listening to Numbers Geek. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app and leave us a rating and a review to tell other people what you think of the show. For more Numbers Geek episodes and videos, go to geekwire.com slash numbersgeek. You can get interactive graphics, charts, and more about the government data we talk about on the show at USAFacts.org. Numbers Geek is produced by GeekWire in partnership with Steve Ballmer and USAFacts. Graphic design by Killer Infographics. Theme music by Daniel L.K. Caldwell. Technical support from Kevin Lasota. From GeekWire, I'm Todd Bishop. Check back later this week for a new episode of Numbers Geek.